I just know I gotta make the top praying that my tape don't flop Dreaming when I'm sliding in that jack Bitches panties drop Before we hit the block Told them bitches be ready Late night trips to the deli I can know that Alright what's going on everybody This is episode 1 The debut Of Wrestling for the Culture I am your host Broderick here And I am so excited About this venture About this new project That is coming out right now um man oh man i just i can't wait for it uh a shout out, at first i want to shout out to my brother paulino y'all here y'all here right now shout out to him uh for the intro music this is gonna like i said this is for the culture so definitely gotta have a music on bumping loud so shout out to my brother paulino for that gonna have the link to his ig in the, in the bio um but yeah man just shout out to everybody episode one i am so super excited for this uh so just to give you a little bit of background on what wrestling for the culture is going to be wrestling for the culture is going to be a wrestling podcast a little bit different uh, i feel um or at least that's what my hope is uh primary objective is going to be to review all the shows so um we're talking wwe we're talking AEW. so the primary shows for wwe Raw and SmackDown, and the primary show for AEW is Dynamite. So those three shows I am going to be reviewing on a weekly basis on this podcast and also get into a little bit of news, maybe some notes of something that's trending. You know, we get into some trending topics on Twitter and also just maybe maybe a few recommendations. If I catch something, uh, you know, if I catch something outside of the big two, and I really enjoy it, and I really think other wrestling fans would like it, or you know, even a casual person who's trying to get into this with me, like it, um, would like it. Fuck it, why not let them see it? You know, why not share the knowledge? Um, and then some other things I hope to get from this show. Um, I hope to provide for you guys. I love. I would love to give other podcasters in this business and wrestling to also have a chance to be able to um tell stories debate go back and forth on different ideas within the confines of wrestling um and also people who may have been fans before and may not be anymore give them a chance to come talk about it see what's going on with it you know maybe have some fun maybe have some excitement because why not you know dig so that is what this show is going to be that is what i'm going to give to you on a weekly basis and i hope you guys enjoy and i hope you guys are on this journey with me as i embark on back into my wrestling fandom so a little bit of background on me as a wrestling fan because i know you guys don't know that clearly um but just a background on me uh, i've been a wrestling fan for a very very long time um have always been interested in the not only the people in the ring but also the people outside of the ring i think it's a very fascinating industry just to begin with the idea that you have all these people who are independent contractors but are treated like employees as starters also i've never heard a wrestler who is a bad storyteller it doesn't matter who it is they all can tell crazy stories and i feel like just the stories within wrestling and just the ideas within wrestling and how wrestling is treated is very cool very crazy and very just out there man and so it's so different from any other industry and so different from any other sport and yes 
Professional wrestling is a sport. I'm saying this episode one. Professional wrestling is a sport, guys. Don't let WWE say that sports entertainment is a mess. Pro wrestling is a sport. It, it, that's what it is. And that's what I'm here to treat it like also. So, um, yeah, man. So, like I said, I'm just very excited. I'm very happy. And I'm ready to get this shit going, man. Wrestling for the culture is here. And we live and we direct. And we taking names. Because the culture always going over. So we take names. Um, so this week, uh, just to start off kind of this week, um, I definitely want to give out a recommendation um, this week. Something that I kind of stumbled across. Uh, shout, to, shout to Major League Wrestling MLW. You can follow them on YouTube. Uh, they have a pretty decent show. I've seen some of their stuff. Um, I know they got a whole lot of notable names within that promotion so i actually turned it on on youtube i just kind of stumbled on it this week um just you know you know on youtube sometimes you just kind of want to put someone on the background while i was cooking and i stumbled across a guy by the name of alex kane he was managed by king mo who i did not recognize so anybody who knows who king mo is king mo is like a former well i think he still is he's an mma fighter who um was just kind of crazy like you know i mean he was super nice super dope uh i know he was undefeated for a while and then i think he lost but he's always kind of had a little foothold in wrestling um and like i said man it took me a minute because i was like yo is that king mo and i was like oh shit that is king mo oh we lit we lit lit okay all right i see i see you mlw so but the brother alex kane i guess he made his debut i didn't realize that he had made his debut i thought he was just somebody that was on the show regularly but it turns out he had made his debut this week and i guess his sort of thing is he's like a like a prize fighter but i mean he was suplexing people around and like i said man just shout out to the brother man because i liked his energy in the ring i liked the stuff he was doing i liked his intensity um i thought you know i think mlw you know got something with him so uh shout out to that brother alex kane never don't know much about you man but i'll definitely be um looking at some mlw stuff just to see kind of where things go and then with you man because like i said i i you caught my attention brother so shout out to you my bro um and then also another recommendation from that same promotion mlw um jacob fatu guys jacob fatu is a person is, is is a wrestler I've been a huge fan of for a while. Um, he is a part of the famous what the Samoan dynasty, I guess you could say. So I guess that would be the Anawai family or whatever. I, I guess that's what that umbrella is. But I I'll just say the Samoan dynasty um, with other people with names of you know Roman Reigns, who is currently the best in the world. Just wanna episode one putting that out there too. Uh, the Usos, The Rock, Yokozuna, Rikishi, Umaga, just a, a laundry list of like historic um, Hall of Fame talent, super talented wrestlers, man. And Jacob Fatu is like, to me, Jacob Fatu is the lost one of that family right now just because he's not in WWE. Um, and I know historically that family's always kind of been in WWE, kind of running that. But. Man, Jacob Fatu is super talented. Dude can do literally everything. Like, he's so, so talented. And um, just shout out to him. He's got a match, I think, tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow, Aaron, tomorrow night on Vice at 10, 9 or 10, against uh, Alex Hammerstone. He, uh, 
Jacob Fatu, just to put some preference on it, Jacob Fatu is their heavyweight champion, um, their world champion, and Alex Hammerstone is, I believe, their middleweight champion. Um, you know, like I said, man, it's something that I'm trying to get into right now. Uh, you know, like I, like I said, man, it, I'm always open to new wrestling, new ideas, new new things I can watch and just kind of get into, uh, outside of the big two. And every, you know, every now and again, you'll stumble across something that's worth, you know, worth seeing and worth watching. And I think MLW is something. And I think those two particular people based on my prior experience with MLW and then also just, uh, what I stumbled across the other day, I think Alex Cross, Jacob Fatu, Watch out for them too, man, because though those guys are super talented. I really like those brothers and shout out to them day one. And I look forward to seeing the Jake Fa two match tomorrow. Or I actually won't even be able to watch it live. I have to watch it sometime this weekend. Uh but I look forward to it. Cause I think like I think he's super talented. And I think uh that match with Roman with him, him and Roman one day is gonna be money. Super, super money. So just wanted to put that out there for the world. Uh, but so, like I said, this is episode one. However, it has been like a super, super, super slow week with within wrestling and just the news. So today I'm really just kind of going to give everyone an overview. I thought it it was like an appropriate time because the uh, WWE draft concluded, um, on Monday on raw. And I thought this would be a perfect time to go through the rosters and just kind of give everyone who may not be familiar with some of these people a chance to kind of hear these names and see not only what I think about them, but also kind of who, you know, who they may be and what role they'll play within the hierarchy and the grand scheme of the WWE. Um, so it's just going to be a WWE-centric debut. Um, to everybody who wants to know my thoughts on AEW, I can, I will definitely give some thoughts on them, um, at the end of the show, just kind of what I'm enjoying about them so far. And, um, some of the people I think are to watch out for, for there too. So, uh, I have the results of the draft pulled up right here. So we're going to, you know, run, run kind of in order, uh, if if my uh we're gonna run we're, we're gonna run in order so we're gonna start with night one so night one was friday on smackdown uh we're gonna start uh so the way first off let me let me say this about this whole draft concept and the whole idea of the brand split amongst raw and smackdown in wwe because i know uh there's a lot of people who kind of think oh well, what's the point of it i think i think it it should be kept i think it's a good idea especially with a company that big i think there has to be some level of separation amongst who are the people that you're focusing on because a lot of times if you kind of combine everything together what can happen is people can get lost in the shuffle so in order to prevent people from getting lost in the shuffle the best thing for to do really in all honesty the best thing to do is to say all right let's split split the brands into two makes complete sense so with that being said i believe 
there should be a brand split. I think the roster should be distinctive and they should be different. However, this is where I think the line with that should be drawn. I do believe that the, all of your champions, however, because the pro, the goal of pro wrestling is to win championship, just like uh, mixed martial arts and everything else. Your champions should be able to go from brand to brand and kind of linger and do what they want because you're the WWE champion, dude. You should be the champion of the whole thing. You should be treated like the best performer, the best wrestler, the best athlete amongst this whole group of people. So when you take it and you say, well, we're going to have two world champions, either... To me, you say you separate it and you say, okay, this is SmackDown world champion and the Raw world champion. And, you know, you kind of set it up in a way to where, you know, they may can compete to be the WWE champion. But to me, I think the WWE champion should reign over everything. Whether WWE champion should reign over everything. I think all champions should kind of reign over everything. I think if you're going to separate a championship, the Intercontinental U.S. Championships, I mean, that's fine if you want to separate those and make those show specific. But I do think the WWE Championship, the Tag Team Championships, and the Women's Championships, because there are two for both brands, should be combined into one. And those people should be traveling because within what wrestling is and what the divisions are, those are definitely like the... The, the like I guess you could say the divisions that you would the people most people associate with wrestling. So, you know, single you know single man and woman and then a tag. Nothing wrong with that. And even you know women's tag. You know I like the idea the concept they got now where the women's tag team champions are traveling. I do like that. I think that's a good thing. But either way, I do love the fact that you know they tried to freshen things up a bit. Uh, you know, sometimes if you keep the roster the same, they can get stale. So you always want to freshen them up. Now, um, that's kind of to put a preference on the brand split and the draft and what I feel about it. Now, let me get to this draft specifically. One thing that I absolutely hate about what they did with this draft was they did a draft and instead of like anything else, like typically when you see a draft in sports, the results when people get drafted and the draft is done, the results typically um, the results are typically immediate. So if I was to get drafted to the Lakers, I immediately become a well, of course, you know, I sign my contract and then I become a Laker. But essentially when I get drafted to the Lakers, the Lakers own my rights. And unless I am coming from overseas or something like that. I pretty much belong to the Lakers almost immediately. And I hate to put it, I absolutely hate to put it that way because, you know, don't really like to use the word people, you know, owning someone else because to me that's, that's a tie back to slavery. We all know how, how uh, that should be treated. But um, just the fact that they they have the right to use my services, you know, I guess that's that's the way I want to use it or I should say it. Um, to be able to get them my services immediately and it not be a situation where, oh, you know, I got drafted today, but the thing won't even go into effect for another three weeks. It's, it, it, 
So that's where my problem is with this draft. The WWE decides, okay, let's do a draft. However, it's like, well, the draft results aren't even really going to be put into place until three weeks from now after the pay-per-view, which is Crown Jewel, which is in over in Saudi Arabia. Um, to me, it's just like, what's the point of doing a draft now if you're just going to, if it's going to take three weeks for it to even come into effect? That I'm not going to say that defeats the purpose because the purpose of a draft is really just to separate, but it's almost like, okay, you're getting me hype. You're making me anticipate certain people starting to be able to interact and go up against each other. But for another three weeks, they're going to be kind of where they at now. And it's just like, why? Like, what? Why does it? How does that even make sense? Because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense for you to do a draft and then say, all right, well, in three weeks, it's going to come in. It's like, no, go do a draft. Let it come into effect now. Because at this point, if there's a feud or something going on at this point, but both of the people are getting separated, who cares? Like, like who? It's almost like you're telling your outcome. And I don't, I don't like that aspect at all. I always, as a viewer, as a fan of wrestling, and let me preface this because I know people are going to be like, oh, wrestling's fake. Uh. Yes, wrestling is not real. The outcomes are predetermined. The um the politics of it and all that, the the, the beefs, all that, they are not real. Clearly. And I think that's universally known amongst everyone. A lot of, it's not real. People people can say fake, whatever, predetermined, whatever they want to say. There's a level of not real to it. However, as a viewer, just like any other television show, just like anything else, you want that disbelief to be felt while you're watching, while you're in that moment. And for me, when you do something like a draft and then you take it back and say, all right, well, the draft effects aren't even going to draft results aren't even going to come into effect for another three weeks. It's almost just like, so should I just not watch for three weeks? Should I wait until after this crown jewel pay-per-view or whatever networks, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. I'll call, I'm always calling it pay-per-view. That's just what I was raised on. Um, or the, or the, the peacock special, the cock. <laughs> oh man. Um, should I wait until after that? What I mean, or should I keep watching now? S seriously. Either way, it it's one of those things I hate it, I don't like it, but fine, whatever, whatever, we will deal and we will keep moving forward and we'll keep making progress. So, without further ado, let's start these results. So, I'm going to go round by round on the results and the people who stand out, the people who I believe are significant or who I really truly think deserve to be commented on and people that you're going to hear a lot about going forward, um... I'm going to talk about, sit and talk about for a minute. So, guys, let's get this thing going. So, we're going to start with the absolute, with the first pick of it, um, of the draft. Roman Reigns, who is the WWE champion. Uh, first, let me say this about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is clearly, um, 
he's clearly positioned as WWE's like torchbearer, um, so to speak. So he's he's the guy that is unbeatable. He's the monster. He he is the tribal chief, and he is to me he's the best wrestler in the world right now. To me personally, I think what he's doing in the ring is crazy. Just the way he's kind of carrying himself and portraying himself on TV is crazy. Like, to me, this made me realize something that I think people already kind of knew before. Um, but Roman Reigns is a whole lot better as a bad guy. He comes across a whole lot better as a heel or a bad guy um, compared to him being a babyface or a nice guy. Uh, yeah, so he, like I said, he's the best in the world. And SmackDown, like I said, kind of makes sense for him to stay on SmackDown. And Fox is the bigger of the two networks or whatever. And and I'm also going to say this with, with this too. You're going to hear me talk about the networks a lot because they those are the people, those are the entities that drafted these rosters or at least put certain people in certain places on these rosters. So I think that's a huge element that we should also talk about within this. But like I said, yeah, man, Roman Reigns is the best in the world. Don't care what anybody says. He is the best wrestler in the world right now. He is the WWE's LeBron James. You know, I had to get the LeBron James take off on Wrestling for the Culture episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, first pick, first overall pick, WWE champion, tribal chief, best in the world to me right now. Hey, none more I can really say about that. Uh, right decisions was made. Um, so after that, followed the, uh, well, no, let me, damn, I'm talking crazy. Roman Reigns is the universal champion. Let me pref let me change that. He is the universal champion, not the WWE champion. The universal champion, not WWE champion. And see, that's another thing about those championships. Like I brought up earlier, you, you have a whole lot of championships, man. People can get confused, especially if you're someone like me who is getting back into everything. Like I, you know, like I was kind of guess when I was a kid, you know, trying to get back in that mode of following it, like like I did then. So. Um, he is the universal champion. Let me preface that and say, let me, let me scratch what I just said and fact check what I just said. Um, he is the universal champion and he is the tribal chief and he is on SmackDown. He's going to stay there. Uh, Raw, the number one pick for them was, uh, Big E. He won, he is a part of the New Day, the New Day, and he just won the WWE championship. Ha ha, I got it right this time. From Bobby Lashley. Um, so... Let's talk about Big E for a second. Let's talk about the New Day for a second. And I'll go ahead and say it all because they actually um, were just picked, you know, were picked after this. So we'll go ahead and just get all our New Day stuff out right now. I love the New Day. I love everything that those brothers are doing. I love everything that those brothers are, that those brothers stand for. I love the fact that those brothers are so positive, though they are good influences on the community. They don't portray themselves. They don't try to portray themselves like something that they're not. And I appreciate that. I think as far as the in the ring stuff, amazing, super dope matches, super dope stories, everything. Like, you know, when Kofi won the WWE Championship back a couple years ago, like, you know, I felt something. Like, I felt like, yo, this is something. This is historic. This is a moment. And in terms of all three of them, they are walking history. In terms of wrestling and and the things that they've accomplished, things they've done, 
in and out of the ring because in all in all seriousness there's never been a black um faction or black entity in wrestling that has been treated like the new day and for that i applaud those brothers i love those brothers in all seriousness but <laughs> no let me not say but because but discredits everything you just say however Kind of getting tired of them. Not hot take episode one. When I say I'm trying to get tired of them, I mean I kind of want them to freshen up what they're doing. Uh, the unicorn stuff and all that stuff. It's ran its to me. It's ran its course. I think it's time that they get a little bit more serious and have a little be a little bit more edgier. Why not? Why not be a little more serious and have a little bit more of an edge? Who who cares? To me, you have to evolve, and I, I and I just think that the new day, I love them, but I think they've struggled to evolve. Um, and a part of that, I think, is just because of how much people love them as they are, and how um, successful, and how much people have tried to, uh, how much how much merchandise they sell, how much love they get from the fans online and even when you go to a show and you see mad kids with shirts and all that stuff like that's a big thing and i and i appreciate that and i agree with that and i love that and i think that's dope uh but to me it's it's about evolution and after a while if you're gonna keep a um a team or a faction together at some point they're gonna have to evolve and they're gonna have to change and they're gonna have to kind of restructure and reshape and uh, I like I like how they have been separated, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, but just gonna say that about the New Day as a collective. As far as Big E goes, um, I and I saw this on Monday on Raw on Monday. I cannot wait for the day that Big E kind of takes a more serious approach and is not all gyrating and joking and all that stuff like that's cool like i i think i think that's funny i think that's cool like i don't have no problem with that per se but i just think that if you're gonna be the wwe champion bro you gotta be serious like you can't carry yourself like like a goof like you don't see nba champions carrying themselves like goofs you don't see world heavyweight champions in boxing or mma carrying themselves like goofs and when I say carrying themselves like goose, I mean like when it's time to handle business, they they for real. Maybe outside the ring, like the pod, the podcast and YouTube and all that. Yeah. Joking, fun, like laughing, being them. But like on TV, like when you portraying yourself, like when you portraying yourself, when it's time to take care of business, when it's time to wrestle and time to do your thing like that, you got to be serious. And. What I saw on Monday, I really enjoyed from Big E. And just the last couple weeks, man, I think Big E is starting to take that serious approach now that he's won the WWE Championship. And what I saw on Monday, I really liked because it was different. He wasn't gyrating. He wasn't joking. He wasn't clowning. He wasn't doing any of that. He wasn't doing any of the, the typical New Day stuff that we've seen. He was talking about himself. He was interacting with Drew Ma uh, Drew McIntyre organically and just saying, "Yo, I'm the champ, bro, and I'm here to be, I'm here to be taken seriously. I'm not here as no joke. I ain't bullshitting around. I ain't fucking around. Like, 
we're here and I'm here and I'm here to do this. And I'm I'm taking all comers and I appreciate that and I like that. And Biggie, I hope they keep that up with Biggie. I hope Biggie stays on that trajectory and I hope that um the people writing this and creating all this shit and management or whatever the fuck you wanna call them, keeping track of that. So we just gonna do it that. Um next Bianca Belair um goes to Raw. I'm Bianca Belair. I will not accept any Bianca Belair slander on this podcast. Just letting that be known right now. Um, so that tells you all you need to know about my thoughts on Bianca Belair. Charlotte Flair. <sighs> um, Bianca Belair was drafted to Raw, by the way. So she's moving from SmackDown to Raw. Uh, don't have a problem with it. Um, and I'll kind of go into a bigger thing that I've seen throughout this whole show. So Raw Smack selects Bianca Belair. You already know how I feel about that. Like I said, no Bianca Belair slander on this podcast will be accepted or allowed. Letting that be known, episode one. She is, to me, to me, she is the biggest and best women's wrestler they got. Honestly, in all seriousness, I think she looks like a star. She wrestles like a star. She acts like a star. That means she's a fucking star, right? All right, then. So she is a star and the biggest star. And if they would stop. <laughs> Ooh, we about to get into it. <sighs> this okay. So now this is where we get interesting with Charlotte Flair going to SmackDown, and this is where I get into my to my to my bag because. So here are my thoughts on Charlotte Flair. Let me let me say this with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is by far the most overrated to me, the most overrated wrestler. Like going right now to me in the ring i mean she's only good when you got other good people with her that's been proven time and time again okay sure you want to say on the mic she's cool she's cool she gets she gets it but it's like okay her father's rick flair why the fuck would she not get it come on now but but, but my biggest thing with her is she always wins it doesn't matter who she's against. It doesn't matter how long they, they have an issue, how long they beef it, how long, how many matches they have. She will win in the end. And that I'm so sick and tired of that shit, bro. Like, like I get it. Like, I get it. Like, Vince McMahon and everybody, they love. They love their blondes. They love their, their, their blonde white women. And <laughs> they love a certain mold of how things look. They love it. And I get it. That's cool. You know, everybody got their preference. What you know, they preferences or whatever. But fuck, can she fucking lose for once? Like fuck, dude. She doesn't always have to win. She doesn't always have to win. And she's gonna be her father's record. And it's gonna be some bullshit because it's just like, okay, y'all just kind of always let her get beat. But you always made her win. And they want her to be the best, but she's really not. And. I already told y'all who I think the best is. I think Bianca Belair is the best. I think that's the person who should be treated like the biggest star. But I feel like because of Charlotte Flair's last name and she fits that certain mold that they want, she will always um, be treated as the top star of like the women in that in WWE. And I don't rock with that. So I don't rock with that. And um, yeah, man. Shit just needs to change, bro. So, fuck it. I, she's going to SmackDown. She's going to be treated like the greatest thing since sliced bread on there. 
Really don't care to see it, but of course we'll watch anyway. Um, so going to Raw or staying with Raw, going back to Raw, um, RK Bro, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle. Randy Orton's a legend. Love him. Matt Riddle, hit or miss for me. I think the, the stoner stuff is kind of... Sometimes it's funny, and then other times it's kind of annoying. But I see what they're doing between the two. It's only a matter of time for Randy Orton RKO's a shout at him, though. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's only a matter of time for your RKO's a shout at him. I'm sure that'll, be, that'll come very, 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 very soon. So, just... Uh, but, yeah, they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. So, they're staying on Raw. They keep their belts. They lit. SmackDown in turn drafts Drew McIntyre. Uh, like Drew McIntyre. think he's really dope. Um, just hate. I just hate that he got his biggest moments during the pandemic when nobody was there to see it or he wasn't able to get the response or reaction or really get the chance that um, I think he really deserves, man, because he... Coming from where he did before, where he was in the three-man band and just kind of being treated like a goof on the roster, for where he was treated before to where he is now, that that should be applauded because, in all seriousness, he worked his ass off to get to where he is. So, I I, I can respect that and I can show nothing but love to that. Same thing with what Raw drafted with Edge. Um, same thing, man. Edge is Edge is a legend, man. Edge is one of my all-time favorites. He's a legend. Um. I'm just glad to see him back with all his injuries and all the problems that he's had in the past, man. Them TLC, them damn TLC and ladder matches and caught up with the caught up with his ass, man. But I'm glad to see the brother back. I'm glad to see him um, doing his thing. And plus, he is a North Carolina resident, Asheville. Shout out to him. Shout out to Beth Phoenix and just just shout out to Edge, man. We love him on this podcast. New Day, like I said, always love. Um, they are going to SmackDown. I do think we're going to see somewhat of a change with them. Um, and Xavier Woods for King of the Ring. WWE, don't bullshit around, man. Give Xavier Woods the King of the Ring, please. Thank you. Let a, let a black man be the King of the Ring. Let a black man be the King of the Ring, especially a black man with a PhD. That's the big thing. Um, we need more of that. Um, need more of that representation out here. Uh, so number three, um, the third pick, well, I guess so the way they did this draft, let me also say the way they did this draft was really fucking stupid. Um, so I guess for every, I guess the way they did it was for like every two picks. I think every, for, the way they did it was weird. For every like two picks, they, I guess they did like everybody gets two picks in each round. But even the way they did it, because even I was watching Raw um, and just the way that they did this whole draft was stupid where they'd have people come out for matches and then they go to commercial and then they come back and then they do the draft and then they make those people sit in the ring. And it's just like, that looks stupid. It's like, okay, you won't have somebody come out in the ring for a match, do the match and then do the draft picks like that. But that's a production nitpick for me. Um, so Raw comes back and drafts Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. Rhea Ripley, uh, Rhea Ripley, see two R's baby. Rhea Ripley, I like her. She's cool. Nikki Ash, I'm very. <laughs> either call her all the just either call her a superhero and let her just play like she is a superhero, or don't. Um, calling her almost a superhero, that kind of defeats the joke of who she's supposed to be—a superhero. But um, I don't have much of a problem with her. She's cool. Like, I'll put it this way. 
she seems like a nice person, which makes me think that, which makes me say, all right, let me root for this woman because she just seems like a nice person. Um, so to come back with that, you got Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Now, who the fuck is Mad Cat Moss and why the hell is his name Mad Cat Moss? Um, I do know, well, I know who he is, but it's, it's the same time. I was like, well, who the fuck is that? Why do we care? Um, and what kind of name is that? That's 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 a weird name. Um, and then Happy Corbin. Uh, <sighs> I don't have a problem with Baron Corbin. I think he's cool. I think he's really out. His whole purpose is to be out there annoyed annoy the shit out of everybody. Um, but him hitting hitting the 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 slot table or hitting the slot machine and damn uh, blackjack table and winning. A whole bunch of money, and I, I didn't like that. I thought that was lazy. Um, just the way they portrayed that, I thought that was lazy. It's like let him, let him be homeless, let him be a bum ass. Uh, you know what? For a little bit longer, uh, just just let him be a bum ass motherfucker for a little bit longer. Um, uh, so all right, boom. These next two picks, I definitely want to get into um, because they are both very, very much for the culture, and I love both of these picks a lot. I think. They're very big deals. Even in the placement of them being in the third round, I think is a big deal. Third round, night one, I think is a big deal. Um, so we're gonna start out with Bear. What is it? Keith? Is it Keith Bearcat Lee? Is that what they're calling him, or is it Bearcat Keith Lee? I personally like Bearcat Keith Lee better. That sounds better. But Keith Bearcat Lee, um, he is going to Raw. Um, this guy, I feel so bad for him. First off, he, um, let me preface this by saying he got COVID earlier this year. He had COVID, um, and it really, it really fucked him up, man. Uh, he had some heart issues and stuff, and he was taking, um, he was put on a shelf for a while, and he was somebody who had a whole lot of momentum at that time when he did catch COVID, and he did get taken out by it for a little while, and, but this dude is so talented. First off, he's this giant, giant man, huge man, but super freaking athletic, super good on the mic, um, can work with anybody, even at his size. Even at his size, he can wrestle anybody, and it makes sense, and it looks good. It's not like some BS. Um, it's not like, oh, I'm here... Um, and I'm out of place when I'm wrestling Ray Myst some dude like Ray Mysterio or or someone like that. Like he sounds like he he looks like he's in place in those type of matches. He looks in place with that type of style, and he's very versatile to me. I think he's someone that's been extremely extremely misused. I think he's someone that deserves so much freaking more. And he had, to me he has the potential to be like their top top one of their top 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 guys man and yeah man it's it's i'm just excited about keith lee i'm excited that he's back i'm excited that he is gonna be given that chance to um you know be able to showcase his stuff on raw and get hopefully he gets a fair opportunity that's like the biggest thing for me is I just, I really just want him to get a fair, fair, fair opportunity, man, and, and get a shot like he's supposed to. Um, and so after that, so after that, um, we have a, a group that 
I've seen on NXT a few times, and I am so excited to see them on the main roster. I am so excited to see them. And just this concept, because this concept has never been done before in wrestling. I don't think it's ever been done before in wrestling. And that is Hit Row. So you, you have Hit Row, which consists of um, Swerve Scott, Ashanti the Adonis, Top Dollar, who maybe people may know him as the guy from that Treasure Hunt show on A&E, that WWE Treasure Hunt show, AJ. Um, he is known as Top Dollar. And then um, the Queen B-Fab. She is the queen of the group. Um, so Swerve Scott right now, in terms of NXT, is actually the NXT North American champion. So um, I guess shortly he'll have to either that'll get brought to the main, you know, the main show or SmackDown as, you know, another belt or he'll lose it. But with it before that time, however, dude, man. So Hit Row is a group of is a group and they're portraying like a rap label. And to me, that con first off, that concept's never been done in wrestling before. So whoever came up with that concept, shout out to you because that is some intelligent, some smart shit, bro. Really, seriously. Whoever whoever you are. Um But second, I just think the way this group can get portrayed, the way that all the pieces fit together, and just the lead. Like, Swerve Scott is the head, and Swerve Scott is, like, one of the most talented wrestlers in the world. Like, seriously, he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world. And hopefully, when they go to SmackDown, one, the concept of the rap label can get explored a little bit more. Hopefully, it can get a little darker, maybe, you know. Um, maybe they could, you know, get into their, their Suge Knight. Maybe, maybe they can get in their Suge Knight bag, you know? Maybe they can get in their Suge Knight bag. Who knows, man? I, I hope they could get into their Suge Knight bag. Why not? Why not? I, I think that would be dope. I think that would be interesting. I think that would be cool, especially someone like, uh, Top Dollar, the way, cause Top Dollar does kind of look a little bit like Suge. Hey, that could be something, man. That, that could be menacing. That could be different. That could be, um... Like I said, it, it, it's something that has never been seen before in professional wrestling. So there's so many different ways you can go with it. And I just love this concept. As someone, as you can see, who's a clear hip-hop head, Hit Row gets nothing but love, nothing but respect. And I'm rooting for them. Like, seriously, like, I hope that they get a fair shake because there's a track record that WWE... When they put people, take people from NXT, which is the developmental brand, and they put them on Raw and SmackDown, they make them look like shit. And hopefully, the people in charge, the people that are creating, people who are writing this shit, hopefully they don't misunderstand what this group is supposed to represent, and they don't try to stereotype them. Or put them in a box, like oh, you know, put them in some sort of box. Um, that's my, that's like my worst fear for them, is that they're gonna get put in some sort of box. Um, so, uh, hit row, hit row. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, I like them. 
Great pickup for SmackDown. I look forward to seeing them on Friday nights. Number four, uh, so the pick after that, Raw then picks Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is a legend. Uh, what more can be said? His son Dominic. Uh, uh, his son Dominic is, I guess, uh, still, I, I don't know if he's considered someone still in training or someone or, or what, but uh, I like what they've kind of done and I kind of like what they're angling at and I hope I really hope this leads to Dominic beating Ray and taking off his mask, being the one to finally reveal Ray's face on WWE. Um, because I think Ray Mysterio, I think that would be like a good story to tell. Like if if Ray's if Ray's on his way out or done, like just wrestling period, which you know the way. You know, the way his injury history set up, it very well could be. But I think that would be a great, like, passing of the torch. And plus, man, I don't know. I look at Dominic and think he's a heel, personally. I don't, I don't see a baby face with him. I see a heel. Um, or at least right now, I see a heel. Um, because he, you know, he's a young, he's a young, he's a young, look, good-looking guy, man. So why not make him a heel? Fuck it. Who cares, bro? Um, that's not gonna, that's not gonna do anything. And pause on that, too. I just wanted to let him know. <laughs> Um. So then, after that, SmackDown drafts Naomi. Once again, no Naomi slander on this podcast. She's dope. Um, the stuff she's been doing, where Sonya Deville's been treating her, you know, been kind of bullshitting her a little bit. I don't know if they angling at a at a at a racism angle here. Or something. I don't know. A little racism here. A little racism angle. Or if. You know, they're just trying to portray Naomi to kind of switch to a little more darker side, go from feeling the glow to feeling the dark or feeling the night or some shit. I don't know. But I think if you're going to, I think at some, I think it's time for Naomi to, to take on a little harder edge. Um, feel the glow. I love that. I love what that represents. And I love what she represents just on seeing her stuff on social media. Um, I, I just think it's time to take her character to a different angle. Hopefully, I hope they, um, Allow her to join the bloodline with Roman Reigns and um, the Usos. That and that I, I would love that. I think it, it truthfully it fits like a glove. So I think she could be the female in that group to kind of knock shit off. So after that is Austin Theory um, Raw. So uh, he's going to Raw. Don't really know much about him. I've seen some of his stuff like on NXT or whatever. Uh, he's a, he, I guess he's a young guy. I know he was on Raw and he came out there and he kind of fanboyed out for SmackDown's next pick, which is Jeff Hardy, um, which I'm going to talk about more in detail in a second. Um, and he kind of did a little thing where he was like, oh, you know, I want to come out here and I want to take a selfie with you because I grew up idolizing you. And it's, and it's funny looking at people like Jeff Hardy now and thinking, oh, damn, we are old enough to kind of say we grew up on Jeff Hardy. Like, if you meet him, like, oh, yeah, dude, I grew up on you. Like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Make me feel old for a second. Um, even though I do think Austin Theory is, like, my age. So, it did make, make me feel old for, for a hot minute. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's, a he's I guess so. He's a younger guy. So, hopefully, hopefully they got something for him. Hopefully they do something for him. I know they are trying to establish some younger people. And I think Raw is kind of the place that they're doing that, um, just based off of the rosters, which, like I said, we'll go into more detail as we keep going. Jeff Hardy, living legend, walking legend. No disrespect to him on his podcast ever. Cameron, North Carolina stand-up. 
Y'all know how we get down with Jeff Hardy. It, it goes without saying. He's going to SmackDown. I know on Raw, I think he's angling at becoming Willow. If we if we get the Willow appearance on SmackDown, oh, it's over. It's over. The game is over. So, um, and then here's some uh, of the additional picks um, for Raw that took place after SmackDown. So, that night one was on SmackDown, which was last Friday. Um, they had the ones that were on the show, which are the ones I just gave you. And here's some just kind of the additional ones that kind of fill out the roster. Um, we're going to go with the people that I really don't have much to say about first and the people I have a little more opinions on. Um, Drake Maverick, don't really have much of an opinion on him. Hey, welcome to Raw, baby. Um, Zelina Vega, uh, you should have stood your ground on that Twitch thing. But hey, welcome to Raw. Uh, John Morrison, we love you on this podcast. Shit never came to WWE. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Alpha Academy, uh, extremely underutilized, but definitely uh, in Alpha Academy, let me say this, Alpha Academy consists of Otis, who was the big fat dude that was talking, that had the money in the bank briefcase for people that may remember that. He used to have a beard, but now he got the ball face. And then you got Chad Gable, um, amateur wrestler, former Olympian, uh, super dope, super underutilized uh yeah, man, they, they're going to Raw. I think that's a big deal for them. I think it's a good thing for them. I think they're going to have more of a chance to shine as a unit and also individually on Raw um, as well. After that, we're going to go with uh, who, 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 who are we going to talk about first? After that, you got Dewdrop. Um, seen her a few times on Raw already. Um, don't really know much about her, but I mean, she, I, I, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent on her. Um, but she's she's new. She's a new face. So because she's a new face, hopefully they treat her the way that she, that she gets a fair shake. Um, let's see, R Truth. Y'all know the the Abby on Twitter is is R Truth with the NWA champion. Which fun fact, he is the only black man to ever win that belt. Um, well, recognized black man to win that belt. So. He is a legend and should be treated as such, a walking, living legend. And I know WWE's more jokester and treated kind of, you know, kind of like a, a a joke. And that's fine. It works for him. It, he's treated like a joke on TV because outside TV, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't no joke. He ain't bullshitting. So, um, but he's a real one. I, he's one of my all-time favorites. So, like I said, just shout out to the brother. And like I said, you see the Avi. The Avi the is our truth. With the NWA Championship. So that should tell you all you need to know. And he's from North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Stand up. Shout out to my cousin Michael. That's his neck of the woods. Um, let's see. John Morrison. I think I already talked about John Morrison. Um, Akira, Akira Tozawa. Uh, he, he's funny. He makes me laugh. So he he's, he's good in my book. Um, so let's see. Reginald or Reggie, who is the 24... Well, he's the 24-7 champion. Uh, I'm I'm indifferent on him. He he makes me laugh because I know they kind of he's supposed to be like a echelon, you know, the the real bourgeois of the bourgeois. But my brother, but brother be doing flips like a motherfucker. So, um, he like I said, shout out to the brother. We love the brother on this podcast. Always will, always rep, always will represent for for the brothers on this podcast and the sisters on this podcast. Um, so. We're going to go to Nia Jax. <laughs> I like Nia Jax. I really, I really do like Nia Jax a lot. It's just, man, she be beating the shot. <laughs> he be beating, she be beating the shot out of them girls, man. I be feeling bad for him. But 
I, she serves her purpose, and that's the the I'm gonna beat the shot out of you, girl. Um, she serves that purpose. She does it pretty well, um, and and it looks real. Well, it, let me not say it looks real. I can feel some of the some of that some of them slams my damn self when I be seeing them when I see her do it. But I love her. We we I love her. She's good. She does her thing, and um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, she'll be off uh raw for a while because uh, i know Shayna baszler broke her arm right i guess you would say that broke her arm hopefully she'll be off for a while um smackdown so and then oh the last pick the last pick of that and this is someone who also is criminally 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 underutilized apollo cruz and commander aziz commander aziz does nothing for, for me i really could care less about what they do with him but Apollo Crews is criminally underutilized. I will say this and say this and say this again. Apollo Crews for world champion. Jesus, man. He is one of the most talented people in the ring that they got. And dude has been killing it on the mic since he, you know, has went back to his Nigerian roots. So please, can we get Apollo Crews for the WWE champion? It went and in all seriousness, it wouldn't shock me if they did just on a throwaway. Like on a throwaway pay per view or something, if they did put Apollo Cruz against Biggie on Raw, so it's like put them back in the program because they do have like a little bit of a history. So, uh, but yeah, man, Apollo Cruz, man, dude, this dude is this dude is next level, and everyone should make it a point to check him out. Um, so that's for Raw. That's the additional picks for Raw. The additional picks for SmackDown. Aaliyah, have no idea who you are. Um, but hopefully you get a fair shake since you're a new name. Tony Storm, underutilized. Hopefully she's a new name, but she's really dope. She's really talented. Hopefully she gets a fair shake. Drew Gulak, I thought I thought he got released. Um, Mace is Mace. So is Mace and T Bar. T Bar got moved to Raw. Um, is Mace? I can't remember. Is Mace? Is Mace? Um. Uh, What's his name? D.L. Madden, the dude that was with the dreads. Is that Mace or is that T? I don't know. Either way, hopefully, hopefully they can give him a fair shake. Retribution was some bullshit. They fed them some bullshit. And hopefully they can just get a fair shake now that they're getting away from that mess. Um, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. I like them. Mansoor is funny. I like him. He he he's 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 cool. I like him. He's funny. And he just to me, he comes across as what he probably is, which is somebody who didn't expect to get into this and that they did. They're having fun. So, hey, much love, much power to you. So that was the first day. That was the first night of picks. We're going to go to the second night of picks. Um, and this happened on Raw. So I was watching a little bit of Raw and, you know, it's kind of going through some of these as I was doing it. So we're going to start with the first pick on Raw, Becky Lynch. Um she just came back from having her kid. She's a champion. I like Becky Lynch. I really do. I think she's good in the ring. I think she's good at at, at the promos and all that. But please don't turn her turn her into the orange haired Charlotte Flair. Um, she doesn't need to win every fucking thing. Like she did not need to beat Bianca Belair, and what was it ninety seconds? Whatever the fuck it was. She shouldn't have beat Bianca Belair that amount of time. If she was gonna come back. She should have worked a proper match. She should have had a proper reintroduction and not just, oh, we're going to throw her out there as a surprise because CM Punk went to AEW and we're going to have her beat 
Bianca Belair in like maybe even a minute. I don't even remember how long it was, but it was disrespectful. It was extremely disrespectful to Bianca Belair. But like I said, hopefully Becky Lynch doesn't turn into that. But Becky Lynch, I am a fan. I am a fan. Um, so Raw selected her. The SmackDown um, completed the bloodline, made sure the bloodline stayed intact with the Usos. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, man, the Usos. I love the Usos. I've always been a big, big fan of the Usos. Um, especially the stuff they're doing with Roman Reigns, man. It's just... God, man, they're, you can't, it's, it's, right now, they're the best thing going in WWE, and and in my personal opinion, I think they're the best thing going in wrestling right now, um, just the way that they all interact with each other, and Paul Heyman being in that, within that mix, makes it so much better, because Paul Heyman is so good at, um, just being a character, because even him on Raw, like, the whole point of him coming with the Usos to Raw was to make sure they got drafted to SmackDown at with the word from with the word being from Roman Reigns to make sure that it happened. And even just the way they showed them in the back and, and Paul is sitting there just rubbing his chest like, oh my God, thank thank God. Oh Lord, thank you. And like just kind of having that cry for mercy right there. Um I thought it was dope. So it it like I said, man, it I'm glad to see them on SmackDown. Hopefully, it stays that way. Hopefully, they don't move them back. And I look forward to seeing them, man. Definitely. Um, so, Raw selects Bobby Lashley. Man, I'm a big fan of Bobby Lashley. I've been a big fan of Bobby Lashley since I was a kid. Um, the dude is super talented. And seeing him and MVP together, man. Dude, it... I'm glad they found someone that could talk for Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley's strong suit is pretty much looking like somebody that's going to fuck being pretty much just being somebody's going to fuck you up. Like that's what he's good at. And that's what he's strong at. And MVP is uh, MVP has added so much, so many different layers to Bobby Lashley that I think they before when he was there before they didn't know how to tap into and they tried it with Vince McMahon and that shit didn't work. Because he wasn't, he's not that type of guy. He's not that type of character. But when you put him with MVP and you put him with somebody who can talk that shit for him, can talk the shit for him and just let his actions and his facial expressions kind of be the thing that does the talking for him. Dude, you have someone, I mean, you have a star to me. Um, like I said, Bobby Lashley, dude, I'm a big fan. And um, shout out to the brother, man. From where he was when he first, when he first, was in WWE before and to where he was when he first came back to where he is right now dude he he's done a complete 180 um to a lot of people uh and I'm just glad to see that the brother is getting he's getting treated like a star and hopefully and please can we get the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match fuck damn can we get it Anyway, so SmackDown comes back and drafts the boss, Sasha Banks. Um, big fan of her. I think she, to me, she's someone who's been underutilized. To me, she's been mistreated. I think as much as she's been treated like a star, she's also been treated like she's a level below Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. And 
to be honest with you, she's actually more talented than both of them. But <laughs> well, at least Charlotte, she's more talented than Charlotte. Becky, I think her and Becky are probably right there together. But Charlotte, I know for sure she's more talented than Charlotte, and I don't give a f I, I I don't care who disagrees with that. I don't I don't care. Um, so coming back from that, Ross selects Seth Rollins. Um, think he's super dope in the ring. He annoys the shot of me on everything, like in the promos and all that. And his character just annoys the shot of me. But I think he's super talented. Um, you know, him and Becky won't get separated. Um, so, hey, fresh start for him. New opponents, new faces. Um, and I know plus he's doing some stuff with Edge right now. Hopefully that runs its course after the Saudi Arabia show and he can start feuding with other people. I'd love to see him, and I'll come back to this um, with Raw's next pick. I would love to see him fight, you know, go up against some of the newer guys. But personally, I think he should turn babyface and go up against one particular guy that I'm going to get to very, very soon, who I'm a big fan of. So uh, we're going to keep going with that. But, yeah, Seth Rollins is going to Raw. SmackDown, King Rock Nakamura, and Rick Brooks. I don't know. That shit's funny. I like him. I like him, bro. I like both of them. Um, King Nakamura, very entertaining. Like one of the greatest teams to ever come across. It's it's just it's just a cool theme. Um, and Rick Boogs, full of energy, and I don't know. He's he's just he's just one of those guys. I, I guess it's the name. Maybe I don't know. But he's he's I don't know. He's got it. He's he got that it. Whatever it is, he got it. So uh, so they're going to SmackDown, staying on SmackDown, and keeping the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown, along with the Usos who are keeping the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. So it seems like for the most part, all the champions on SmackDown except Becky Lynch are staying kind of on that brand, but they pretty much swap Becky and Charlotte. So I'm assuming Becky's going to get the the Raw Championship and Charlotte's going to get the SmackDown. I don't know. Like I said. You shouldn't have two separate women's champions anyway, especially not women's world champion. Either way. Um, so after that, Raw gets Damian Priest, who is the United States champion. Um, had a good, very good match with Jeff Hardy on Raw. I thought, I thought it was a really good match. Um, I thought the finish was kind of um, interesting, too. Uh, he's super talented. He's a recent come up from NXT. I think he's dope. I think he's, he's going to be world champion very, very soon. It wouldn't... To be honest with you, it wouldn't shock me if he if he wins the Royal Rumble. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they either turn Big E or they get Bobby Lashley back the belt. Don't don't be shocked if Damian Priest wins the Royal Rumble. I'm putting that out there right now. Don't be shocked. Um, so after that, so he's staying on Raw. After that, Sheamus is going to SmackDown. I'm gonna say this right now: be prepared for the Sheamus and Nakamura feud for the next three months because it is going to happen. <laughs> it's it's almost written in stone, and and plus I think the Intercontinental Championship is like the one belt Sheamus has never won. So, with that being said, don't be surprised if he beats Nakamura for that belt, and he etches his name in stone with I think maybe what a few other I, I think there's maybe one other person, one or two other people that won literally every single belt. That has been offered during his time, I guess. Well, at least all the main belts. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how all that stat stuff worked. But I know shame. I think. But I know for sure the one belt he hasn't won is Intercontinental. But yeah, he's been doing good, man. I've been liking the stuff he's been doing lately. He's had some good matches. Um, and yeah, you can just tell now he got. You can just tell he got it now. So it. it it's cool. I, I like him. I think, like I said, that Nakamura and Sheamus feud is going. That's gonna be a three monther right there. Um, so after that, you got AJ Styles and Almost going staying on Raw. Um, Almost is 
seven foot three legitimately and he i i'm glad that he's working with aj styles i'm a huge huge aj styles fan he's on he's another one of my um all-time kind of favorites i've always kind of been a big fan of him i've always kind of thought highly of him and uh i'm just glad to see that uh they're not separating them i don't think i don't think almost is ready to be separated yet i think almost definitely still needs some time to be to learn i guess is the right way to say because he he hasn't been doing this that long from what i understand so uh so they're staying on raw Shayna baszler's going to smackdown now Shayna baszler i like i i really really like Shayna baszler i think she needs to start being portrayed as the badass that she is she is a badass she comes across her move set is a badass it's like a badass the way she looks is like a badass. The way she carries herself is like a badass. She needs to finally be treated like an unstoppable badass. She, she, she's, to me, out of all the women in WWE, she has been the used the absolute worst, and she's been treated like, like shit. And I don't understand why. And to me, if you want another hot take, because I know I've been spitting some hot takes on this podcast so far, episode one, she is what they want Ronda Rousey to be, what they wanted Ronda Rousey to be. She, Shayna Baszler is that. Someone who actually looks like a badass, um, who actually really comes across like a badass and doesn't have to front like a badass, doesn't have to... And also doesn't have a track record of running when when she got her ass whooped either. So, hey, I'm throwing that out there. That's me being real. I don't give. I don't care who who thinks otherwise. She quit once she re- once she realized the mother women caught up to her ass. Um, and that's in reference to Ronda Rousey, not Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, love you. Hopefully, on this pod, I love you on this podcast. Hopefully, hopefully you can go to SmackDown and thrive there i hope they treat you like a badass and hopefully hopefully they can let you thrive in the way that you should um so so raw so that's Shayna baszler is going to smackdown going to raw is kevin owens after that uh kevin owens is counting down his time until his contract runs out to go to aw i think his contract runs out in january so as soon as i think he's on the, he's on the first thing spoken to aw as he should be he's been I don't know. They, for as talented as Kevin Owens is, and as much as he's given and shown them, they just have never found like a real place for him. So I don't know. Uh, Zia Lee. So, but he's going back to Raw. He was on SmackDown. He's going back to Raw. Zia Lee. She is coming up from NXT now. The only reason why I really know who she is is because I guess a few months ago she like dog kicked the shit out of some girl and like legitimately fucked her up. Um, and if that's the case, I don't know why they're moving her to the main roster. Um, because that, but hey, get it how you live, man. If if they see something in her, in in her, fine, hey, go for it. But to me, if if she she hurt a few people, you know, she legitimately hurt some people because this is going back to the element of yeah, this is fake. Um, if she legitimately hurt a few people, I, I, I don't think she's ready. And I personally think she needs more time and it's cool to give people more time. You don't have to rush everyone. Um, 
but she's going to SmackDown, so she'll she'll I'm sure she'll she'll make a big impact on SmackDown. Um, so next going to Raw are the Street Profits. Love, love, love the Street Profits. Um, however, my next hot take is I think they should have separated the Street Profits. I really think it's time to just go ahead and tell put that strap, put the put the rocket and strap it to um Montez Ford and let him be a star, man. Montez Ford is a star, bro. Uh, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins make up the Street Profits. Man, Montez Ford, if he's gonna be if he's serious and like treated serious and not like a joke or like a goof, that dude is a star, bro. Like he, he had I could see him being literally being the black Shawn Michaels. Like seriously being the black Shawn Michaels if he's treated properly and not like some bullshit. So I'm glad to see that them brothers you know, are doing well and going to get a fair shake because I know they're going to go to Raw and they're going to get that fair shake against RK Bro. To be honest with you, that's probably going to be the feud to me that when Randy turns on him. Okay, guys, we are back. Uh, had a slight technical difficulty there, so I apologize or whatever. Um, <laughs> I look stupid doing that too, by the way. Uh... So where I was I was at the Street Profits. Uh, either way, man, Montez Ford, bro. Black Shawn Michaels, only matter of time. Uh, but yeah, shout out to them. We love. I, I'm big fans of theirs. I think they're really dope. Um, so back we and, when, and I'm talking about the WWE draft. Um, just make sure everyone knows we're talking about the WWE draft here. I wanted to go kind of round by round, talk about everybody that I. Go through who was drafted and kind of see, you know, talk about what value I think they hold, what place I think I see them, where I as a fan see them. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm kind of doing. Uh, we're here. Uh, we are night two. Um, we're at SmackDown's next draft pick, which is the Viking Raiders, which I'm indifferent on. Um, they're good. I like them in the ring, but I'm very indifferent on them. Um and then after that, that's when Monday Night Raw selects Finn Balor, who I am a big fan of, who I hope uh, gets treated like the star that he is. Um, he, Like I said, he's he just had been dealt a bad hand, and I don't think he's ever been treated properly. Same thing with Raw, with uh, SmackDown's next pick, Ricochet. Love Ricochet. Ricochet has not been treated like the star that he is. Like This dude, like at one point, was one of the biggest... I guess you could say free agents in professional wrestling um, and was, you know, everybody wanted him. This was before AEW um, became a thing. Um, but I, I, I'd imagine knowing what everything has kind of gone on transpired now, if AEW was around, then he would have signed with AEW. Totally would have signed with AEW. And don't be shocked whenever his contract runs out, if he does sign with AEW, I think he would be at home there anyway. So that's just me. Um, so then we're going to talk about the next pick by Monday Night Raw. And Ricochet is going to SmackDown. He's switching from Raw to SmackDown. Just wanted to clarify that. The next pick after that, uh, I absolutely love this pick. I think this dude is a... A huge, huge, huge star soon. He's going to be one of the best perform. He's gonna to me. He's gonna be the, one of the best people, like one of their top guys, um, very, very soon. And that's if, and that's if they stop fucking him up. Oh my god! 
and that's Mr. Carrion Cross. Um, from the from the look to the the character, the way he portrays himself, the moves in the ring, and how everything. This guy, man, this guy's next level. He's different. Like, and I hate that they messed up everything because I saw him in NXT and I thought this dude was different in NXT, just the way he was carrying himself and the way he was portraying himself. But then, of course, he comes to Raw. One, they take away his wife's Scarlet, well, his, I guess his fiance, um, a shout out to them, Scarlet, who is like the center, I ain't gonna say she's the centerpiece of his whole thing, but she's like a big piece of like that whole act and what he got. They stripped that from him. Then they put like a, a weird, like gladiator, uh, BDSM, uh, type f- outfit on him, this mask. And then these this these suspender looking gladiator things. It was like, dude, we all are messing this dude up for no reason. And I feel bad for him that he got dealt that that hand because if you ask just about anyone um, who follows professional wrestling and specifically WWE, well, anybody who follows professional wrestling as a whole will tell you, Karrion Cross is like. He's next level. Like it, it's no reason why they why they fucked him up the way they did. There's no reason why he got treated the way he did. For him to come in and immediately lose to Jeff Hardy while he was the NXT champion, he got dealt a wrong, a bad hand, and hopefully they they fix that mistake um, on Raw going forward. And please let him have Scarlett back. Please, please, Raw. Please, please, Vince McMahon. Please, can he have Scarlett back? Please, thank you. Um, so then after that, SmackDown comes back and drafts Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Um, like them both seem like two likable guys. I'm glad they put them together. I'm not, I think they're cousins. Um, so I'm glad they put them as a tag team. Think they're going to do big things on SmackDown. After that, Ross selects Alexa Bliss. Um, she stole the Fiend's character. I hate it. Um, but apparently from what I've read, she's actually going to take some time off. Um, I guess she's getting married, so she's taking time off for that. So, uh, I guess I'm indifferent until I see what they bring her back with. Um, hopefully they get rid of all that doll bullshit. Um, that stuff. <sighs> one of those, it's one of those things that makes, that makes me question why I'm a wrestling fan. Cause it's just like, for what, for who, what does that do that people will look at that? Don't even think that shit's realistic. So who cares? Um, after that SmackDown selects Cesaro. Uh, once again, another guy who's been criminally underutilized. I hope um, don't. And another thing, back on with the Sheamus thing before, don't be surprised if they put Sheamus and Cesaro back together. Um, I think that's a wild card kind of take. Don't be surprised if they do. Just putting that out there right now, putting that energy out there right now. Um, so he's going to Cesaro's going to SmackDown. Um, after that, Raw selects Carmella. Ugh, I'm gonna keep moving. <laughs> and I say ugh, like I, I really could care less to see her at all. Uh, she she doesn't bring any real value to me. Um, she yeah, she doesn't really add any real value to you know. And that's no disrespect to her as a person, but in terms of this, in terms of wrestling, in terms of the show, she holds no value to me. Uh, and then after that, Rich Holland got selected to SmackDown. So, 
Uh, he's someone that's coming from NXT. I don't really know much about him. The only thing I do know, stuff I do know, is he was with Pete Dunne for a minute. Um, and then also, he was hurt. Uh, I think he was hurt with like a torn ACL. So I guess he's kind of making his way back, back for real. Um, just like anybody else that's coming up, it's going to be a new face. I hope they get a fair shake. That's all I hope. They get a fair shake. They get a chance to showcase showcase their talents as good as they can. However, um, from what I've seen so far, pretty indifferent on them. Don't really don't really matter. Um, and so from then, we're gonna keep with the SmackDown pick because the last person that gets that I want to talk about is a complete left field pick. Um, but we're gonna go with SmackDown and give SmackDown's final pick, which was Sami Zayn. Love Sami Zayn. Another one of those guys, when his contract is up, he's going to AEW. I think it's kind of etched in stone. Etched in stone. He's going to AEW. To me, no way around that. And then finally, so this is the final announced pick that I'm going to say because it's the final one that they, they mentioned or that they announced. And that is the Olympic gold medicine. Uh, damn. <laughs> oh, man, the Olympic gold medal. That's a, you can tell I don't know no Olympic gold medalist because I can't even get the, the saying right. So I clearly don't know any. But this man is, his name is Gable Stevenson. So he is a amateur wrestler. And he won gold at the Olympics that happened um, this past summer. Um, he won a gold medal. And WWE signed him. He actually got one of those NIL type deals, one of those intellectual property type deals. So where he was able to sign with WWE, but also still be able to um, finish out his amateur career uh, at the University of Minnesota. Um, Because I think he's a defending national champion, too. I don't know how many national championships he's won, but I know he's a defending national champion also. So... uh, but that that was a left field sort of pick because one, I don't even know if he started training yet. And two, um he hasn't been on TV yet. Um I get it. He's a name. He's someone that people know. He's someone that um will garner a lot of attention. Um however, I don't know if that's like the best move for him just to hot shot him like that. I don't think I don't think you're doing him any favors by Hot shotting him, especially someone that's getting comparisons to Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Like you saying, all right, he ain't even gonna go to the developmental stuff. He's beyond that. He's going straight up to the main show. I think that's putting a lot of pressure on on the guy, and I hate to see this brother not be able to live up to that pressure as quickly as those other guys did. Just because, I mean, Kurt Angle within a year, that dude was was champion. Within within, I think like six months, Brock Lesnar was champion. So. In the context of that, and just the fact that those dudes are just really fucking good. Like, they're really good at this shit. Um, just in general. They're just all-time, all-time legends at the, at wrestling anyway. I'd hate to see the, the, the brother get put in that position where he's supposed to live up to those expectations. And because he's not given the same sort of material, I guess you could say, the same sort of people to work with, it doesn't live up to the same. Um but like I said, Gable Stevenson, man, I I've seen him wrestle a few times. Uh, he's re- he's really fucking good. I mean, clearly he's won a gold medal. Um, but he 
athletically he's just he's he's really good um from everything all the amateur stuff i've seen of him um and what I, what little i do know about amateur wrestling he does i mean he fits that mold and like i said he's he's been working with brock lesnar just with that on that portion of it but now i guess is when you see everything translate so either way man um gable season going to monday night raw and i am i'm excited for the brother man i'm pr- i'm happy for the brother seriously man i'm happy to to see i'm happy to see a black man be doing his thing man so uh shout out to him and and um hopefully big things hopefully he does live up to his expectations the big things do come up soon um so those were the final like announced picks on tv um there are some additional picks that, I'm, that were made and i am going to talk about them uh the people that are worth talking about uh dana brooke don't care she's good so this is the raw additional picks let me say that first dana brooke don't care Dolph Ziggler and bobby rude um just a tag team to get beat up on. Uh, it was funny, a little funny moment on Raw. Well, I thought it was funny. They had the night. I, I enjoyed that segment on Raw where Dolph Ziggler came out there and was talking about Drew McIntyre, Biggie, and how he influenced everything that they did, and and they should be thanking him for their success. I thought that was good. And then Robert Ru- or Bobby Roo, I don't know why they call him Robert. Bobby Roo coming back and saying, "Oh, you know, I'm Big Bob." I'm like, all right, all right, bro, all right, <laughs> like, all right, bro, whatever you say. Um. Jackson Riker. Well, first off, some of the comments that he's made in the past. Let me just say that, yo, we don't rock with him. Um, so, hey, fuck him. We don't rock with him. That's all I can say. Veer, uh, is that the one that is? Is that the one that 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 played baseball? I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Uh, either way, don't really care. Liv Morgan. Um, I like her. She's cool. Um, she. She, you can tell she put, she actually cares. She does try to put effort into this shit. So I can rock with her. Mia Yim, super talented, was treated, was uh, given a bad hand when put in retribution. I think she can be a good star. Um, and um, just shout out to her and all the stuff she be doing with the domestic violence stuff too. Um, Tamina, don't care. Tegan Knox, uh, don't really, don't really have much to say about her. I've heard her name, heard about her, but don't know much about her. You also got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Um, hopefully, this means that the Hurt Business is like on once again. Um, I love the Hurt Business. I think that that's a, a excellent faction, um, especially to see four black men portrayed in a suit in suits like that and as strong, shown as strong figures on TV. I, I, I always love to see that. Um, and Shelton, like I said, Shelton Benjamin is one of my all-time favorites. Um, he's from South Carolina, so I represent him. And Cedric Alexander is from North Carolina. Shout out to him. Always represent him, no no matter what. And just the fact that, like I said, man, her business, let her business with them, them two, Bobby Lashley and MVP. Great, uh, great faction. Love them all. Um, hopefully, that means that they're going to be together for for a little bit. Shelton, Cedric, and Bobby. Hope they're all together for a little bit. Um, and then finally, you got The Miz. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't drafted. Um, I know, but I don't think, but he's not on, uh, he's not on Raw right now just because he's doing Dancing with the Stars. So, uh, it makes sense why he wasn't just surprised that he wasn't, um, especially because he's a name. Uh, he's a big name that most people would know. But, uh, hey, man, hey, 
I like the Miz. He he grew on me. He's grown on me. Now that I'm older, now that he's kind of developed a little bit more and kind of done more shit, he's grown on me a lot, and I could appreciate him a little bit more now. But um, but yeah, man, he's he's going to Raw. So that's that's all of the Raw picks. Um, those are all the Raw picks. Just going through all the picks and looking at all the names and seeing all the people that were drafted. I like the roster. I think they tried to spread the roster out a little bit more on that and kind of give you a little bit of a mix of newer faces and also older faces. Um, so I think it brings great balance. I also can go up down that roster and just see feud. I, I, I can see feuds that are taking place now and seeing them concluding, but it's hard for me to see what comes next for a lot of people on this roster just because it's a lot of people that kind of really had no direction that are kind of being put on there um so it is going to be interesting to see what they come up with um some i guess you could say coming out of this some of the things i hope to see um or i expect to see um I do expect to see Big E and Seth Rollins have like a little situation. It wouldn't shock me if that's his first opponent after when everything comes into effect three weeks from now. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Seth, Seth Rollins will be Big E's first opponent. If not him, um, if not him, I could definitely see them maybe turning Kevin Owens heel and letting him be an opponent for him. Um, I, I just think Bobby Lashley's not, I, I think right now you just kind of got to treat Bobby Lashley as just a destroyer. Um, and just, and, and just kind of let him do his thing and not really let him be a prize fighter. Let him be somebody just there doing his thing that everyone knows, Hey, this dude is next level. He's the real deal. But you know, he lost out on, on, on being a champion right now. And he's just, you know, doing his thing and, and beating the shit out of people pretty much. Um, but yeah, like I said, don't be surprised Seth Rollins and um, Biggie very soon, and also don't be surprised you see Seth Rollins and Damian Priest. I, I won't be shocked about that either. I, like I said, I think right now I think it's that, and I'll tell you two my two big wild cards on Raw right now. Um, just based on looking at the rosters, I definitely think Karrion Cross and Keith Lee are wild cards. I think. Those, I think those two in particular, watch out for them because I think I could see them. I could see them being put in big positions very quickly, very very soon. Um, whether that's being uh, going up against uh, more of the top level guys on Raw, or it's being you know having chances for championships, I think very very soon they're gonna kind of do. Just look out for them. They're wild cards. Trust trust me, they're wild cards. Um, and then SmackDown. So those are the picks for Raw. That's the draft. That's Raw's draft. SmackDown, the final picks for them. Shotzi Blackheart. That's the girl with the tank. So I love, I think she's dope. I think that's funny. The tank is dope. Natalia, you know, she, you know, she's always invited to the cookout. Um, Jinder Mahal and Shanky. I don't know who Shanky is. I don't know. Shanky's the one that, that, cause there's two of them. There's one that, that played baseball. And then there was another guy. There's another one. Um, they used to hang out with that whole crew. And then, like I said, with Jinder Mahal, man, um, I'm really indifferent on Jinder Mahal. Um, I mean, he's a former WWE champion, so I guess that's a big deal. But either way, um, 
that that those are the final picks for SmackDown. And I'm looking at this roster now for SmackDown, and I it looks really top heavy to me. Um, I think everything's kind of going to revolve around two people, and that's Roman Reigns and Charlotte. And Roman Reigns, I think the way he's been tra- portrayed and carried. Or, you know, portrayed and had kind of been carrying that brand for so long. I don't mind that from him. But Charlotte, I, I don't want to see that. I really, I don't care to see that. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I just don't care to see a brand revolve around Charlotte. I don't care to see everything revolve around her. Um, I get it. They want her to seem like she's the biggest woman star. But to me... To me, it's Bianca Belair or Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. I think it's one of those three. I think Charlotte's the one that she's almost like the I don't want to say the John Cena of the group. And where and when I say that, I mean she's the person that's kind of force fed. Like she is the top star, even though at certain at points she's really not. But either way, um, yeah, I, I can just see that, and hopefully. What they've kind of been doing with Naomi, hopefully that leads to her beating Charlotte. I, I hope so. Knowing the way they, they treat Charlotte and they're probably going to treat Naomi, probably not um, with their track record, but hopefully so. Um, but either way, um, looking looking at the roster for SmackDown, um, some of my wild cards on SmackDown for them, um, and I think this actually... We'll go men. I think it'd be better for men and women on this one because I think the women's um, roster on SmackDown is a lot deeper than on the men's roster or than on Raw. But in terms of my wild cards, um, I definitely think Hit Row is a huge wild card. I think if they are portrayed the correct way and they have someone, you know, creating things for them that know understands what something like that is. I think it can be a huge, huge faction, a huge, huge deal. But it's only if it's portrayed the right way. And I'm nervous and scared that they're not going to. They're not going to know how to. And that's why I leave them as a wild card. Um, Naomi, to me, is a wild card. To me, you got to put... To me, you have to put her with her husband and in the bloodline put her with the bloodline like you just have to to me like I, I i feel like it's only right um for you to do that but just looking at how the rosters are playing out i don't think so um because if she does get put with the bloodline you'd almost have to make her like the top female heel like you'd almost have to um and i don't see that not with charlotte being on smackdown um and how much they love her um another and my other two wild cards also are um we're gonna start um with jeff hardy i think jeff hardy don't be surprised if jeff hardy and roman reigns comes very very soon don't be surprised on that um i definitely could see him Based on what they were doing Monday night, where they were, it, it sounded like they was about to introduce um, something different with Jeff Hardy, potentially his alter ego Willow. If anybody knows who that is from the from uh, years past, uh, you I think I think I think they will. Uh, I think don't be surprised if that match comes. I think that match 
will come and i think people like jeff hardy so it, it and jeff hardy is always believable as a threat to me um just because of his legacy and who he is and who he is to everybody else um that watch um casual and hardcore diehard fans um so watch out for them and then Shayna basil is my last wild card man i think if they finally portray Shayna Baszler like a badass, like portray her like she properly should be. And like I said before, she is what they want Ronda Rousey to be. She is that. Completely that from look to how she carries herself, even how she talks. She is that. Ronda Rousey is not that badass type. She doesn't look like that badass type. I mean, she's only bad. She's only a badass in how she went undefeated for a while. But even still, like she took her ball and went home when she started getting her ass whooped. So... To me, uh, to me, that's what they wanted her to be. Was like this badass figure that nobody can stop. Shayna Baszler should be that. She's homegrown. Not only is she a homegrown talent, but I, she's a star. Like I, I like her. I think she's a star. So that's my that's my second wild card for SmackDown. Those, and those are all my wild cards, man. Like I said, I don't see any female wild cards on Raw really. Um, to be honest with you, I think. I think on Raw, everybody is... I think if I'm going to pick one, it'd be Mia Yim just because we haven't seen her on TV in so long. But everybody else seems pretty straightforward, honestly. Um, and don't be surprised if you see a Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley program exchange very, very soon. Um, I welcome that. I, I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be amazing. Um... Yeah, I think that's gonna be freaking amazing, uh, and I really, yeah, I, like I said, I can't wait for that. Um, there are some free agents. Uh, I guess we'll just go with the the notable free agents right now. Um, Oscar's a free agent. Um, I think if it wasn't for the fact that she's that Charlotte Flair went to SmackDown, I would say I want her to go to, to SmackDown. But to me. It, to me, I guess now at this point you should keep her on Raw. That's me personally. Um, Bailey, I think. Eh, you know what? I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Put Oscar on SmackDown. Mm, nah, you know what? No. Keep keep Oscar on Raw. Keep Bailey on SmackDown. I think those are good. I, I think that's a good thing. Um, another two other fr notable free agents: Bill Goldberg. Ugh. Um. And uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, they 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 come and go as they please. They do what they want. It don't matter. And John Cena, I think John Cena's a free agent too. They all come and go as they please. They do what they want. It doesn't matter. Whatever they got is whatever they got. So, man, like I said, I th I I'm excited to see what what comes. I just wish that that shit would not happen within. I I just wish they didn't make us make people wait for thirty. What what three weeks uh, to me that defeats the purpose of this whole draft situation um but yeah that that i mean that's that's how i feel about the wwe draft um that's how i feel about the new rosters um like i said i'm excited um, i hope that these rosters are carried out properly and they're not treated like shit um and i just hope everyone gets a fair shake all the new faces get a fair shake and all the people that are switching brands get a fair shake i just i just hate to see uh, I just hate to see management and creative or whatever you want, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Vince McMahon and all the people do things, make changes, whether it's bring people up, move shows, and they kind of stick to that same 
role that they were in. I feel like anytime you move someone to another show, that gives them a chance to grow and gives them a chance to build and expand. And um, yeah, for those who have not gotten a fair shake on their last show, I hope they get a chance this show um, when they move. So um, that's that's that when it comes to WWE draft. Um, in terms of AEW, uh, AEW, the uh, Casino Royale, was it the Casino Ladder Matches tonight? I can't wait. I'm excited for that. Um, so that's a big deal. I think the winner gets a shot at the AEW Championship. Um, and there's supposed to be a wild card there. I know a lot of people um, want Adam, uh, want Hangman Page to be the wild card. Uh, to me, honestly, at this point, they they missed the mark on that. If they were gonna give, they're gonna let him beat Kenny Omega. He should already he should already beat him. I think now at this point it's just kind of like what now it's almost just like oh you 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 took too much time to get to that destination, um, and it's it's really just really no point in even going back to me um, and and re re going back to that. I think at this point you need to just build to. Um, either Omega versus Dan or oh my god, I was about to call him Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Um, either build to them for a rematch for the title, which I think if you build to them as for a rematch for the title, it needs to be a sixty minute Iron Man match. It needs to be an Iron Man sixty minute Iron Man match. It has to be. I think that's the only way you're gonna properly get what the fans want and um and what they've kind of been anticipating for so long with those two guys not having well, the two of them, those two at their best, not having faced each other. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, that's the only other thing about AEW right now. Um, CM Punk, I'm glad to see CM Punk back. Um, I, I, uh, I, I wonder who his next opponent is. I guess that's my only thing. Is it going to be Ricky Starks? Is it going to be Hook? Are we going to see the Hook? I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're building for. I don't know. Team Taz. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're building for. Who knows? But I know for me, um, after a while, CM Punk's going to be go up against all these younger guys, and at some point, he's going to have to go for a belt. When is that going to happen? We'll have to find out and see. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so... That's that's really that's all I got this week, guys. Um, thank you for listening to the debut edition of Wrestling for the Culture, um, and for the people who will be following this and will be kind of with me on this journey as I um, reestablish my fandom in wrestling. Like I like I said, I've been a fan for years and years since I can remember, and recently with everything that's been kind of going on and the new faces that are switching, just the fact that there's an alternative now has really kind of helped me get back into wanting to be a um, wrestling fan and really want to dive deep into it and really um, just express my views on it because I got a whole lot of views on it. Um, I know a lot about it, so I'm not a rookie to this shit. Um, I'm not green to the shit as um, a a quote-unquote wrestling term would be, whatever. Um, I know what the fuck is going on and... um, yeah, I just want to talk about it. Have fun. Have some fun, man. Just do something different. Challenge myself. And uh, challenge wrestling and challenge the wrestling community and, and and the culture, man. And just give not only that, but give people a platform to be able to 
talk and debate about wrestling and also give people um yeah just that platform to talk and debate about wrestling in the, in a space that is good for the culture and good for wrestling and not just treating it I guess my whole thing is I don't, I don't want it to be looked at like it's some bullshit because it I get it it's fake whatever but this business and this industry is fascinating and to be able to talk about it and be able to share that share what knowledge I have with you guys and just share where my standpoint and my viewpoint is with everything I think is great and I can't wait and I love it and I'm excited for this journey I, I'm ecstatic to be going on this journey with you guys and i cannot wait to give you more content um so yeah like i said every we're pro I'm probably gonna do a show every wednesday is probably gonna be how i'm gonna do it um so it's like i said it's gonna be reviews so it's gonna be a dynamite review raw and smackdown reviews so we're gonna review that and then i may get into some news or something uh if it's like something that's really been trending um i'll get into that uh on this on on the episodes if not it'll just be on the youtube channel that's probably kind of how i'm going to do it because i want this youtube channel to i want it to be bigger than just a podcast i also want it to be just this youtube channel also you know a youtube channel where people can come and 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 see things and hear what they hear the news and hear from a a different perspective because hear from the views of a black man a black man by himself so (laughs) so um yeah guys so that's it for me please um like um follow um subscribe share comment whatever show love in any way that you can um you can follow the show on twitter at wfor4c podcast um i'll say that one more time and it will be in the description and i'll probably also have it somewhere on the screen somewhere i don't know somewhere on the screen it'll be it'll be there um, but it is at W4C Podcast, 4 spelled F-O-R, um, on Twitter. Uh, we're going to get into these jokes with the wrestling. We're going to get into the seriousness of it. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to treat it like it is, man. And, and, and we not we not sugarcoating shit around here, Bo. We're not sugarcoating nothing. We real. We talking 100%. We going... Um, we 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 tent toes down over here, bro. So, um, yeah. So and and shout out to the What Up Bro podcast. Shout out to everybody that's been subscribed and listening to that. Um, you can also follow that. I'm also on that. Me and my brother Sean. We 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 come at you twice a week. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> no, we we uh we 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 give you guys uh we put put out a, a new show every uh Monday and every Friday. Um, so be sure to look at that. You can follow that on Instagram at What a Bro Pod on Instagram and Twitter, um, and also on TikTok. You can follow me, and and you can follow my co-host. All that information is on there too. Um, and you can follow me on uh, Twitter if you want to follow my personal stuff on Twitter, where I get into a little bit of everything. And, and I'm really just with the jokes in terms of Twitter and the Instagram and all that. Um, at underscore BP underscore ten. Um, that stuff will also be in the description box. Uh, so yeah man please just like subscribe follow share whatever just show love whenever whatever you got to do man um like i said on twitter please man interact with us have fun you know interact with 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 me on there talk shit with me you know joke around with the wrestling shit with me on there bro 
at W4C Podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's it. All the links will be in the description. And like I said, shout out to my brother Paulino for the for the um, music this week. Um, anything you hear on the What Up Bro podcast, you probably will hear on on here too. So we just, we, like I said, man, we we moving and grooving and we and we getting to it. So it's all love. Hope you guys enjoy um, your day. And please, people, please don't forget that wrestling is for the culture and we're going to make sure it stays for the culture. You know dig? And we out of here. Peace, love, blessings to everybody. And uh, y'all just enjoy y'all enjoy your week and enjoy, enjoy Dynamite tonight. And you'll have my full thoughts on the next week. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.